Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. My name is Greg Tepper. That's what I was given for my birthday. And sitting over to my right. Do you get a given for my birthday? I was given a name for my Which birthday. Which birthday? Like your recent my birthday? My first birthday. Oh, your first birthday. I was given a name for my first birthday. The name is Greg. Sitting to my right is the man they call Andrew. That was his gift. Well, thank you. That, that was, was his birthday gift. Andrew Josie Utz. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm good. So, How so are you? people, so people at work call you Andrew, right? They do, and that's why I had the puzzling look of like, oh, I got a name for my birthday, and then I also got a name that I'd never asked. You me. got like double name, double name. That's fine. Yeah, um, I guess you don't ask for your. And first then like, name. and then like when you got married, you like your wife got another name. She did. So it's like. Golly, you guys are a confusing couple. She shortened her last name by half. Can 50%. I? percent That's true. That's that's efficiency is what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleek is what that is. Sleek. <laughs> svelte. You know. Um, there was the first time, uh, like the first time my, and I'm going to tell on my wife because she doesn't listen to this podcast. Hi, John. Um, the first time that she met you guys, <laughs> when they lived, she was like, okay. Now, the, which one was the, the, the dude? Was the dude's name? <laughs> like, I know, like, there's a Joni and there's a Josie, but I don't know which one is the dude. <laughs> and I was like, I bet that happens more than you think, honey pie. Uh, but yeah, I think that, uh, uh, anyway, I had to inform her that, that you are, in fact, Joni. Um, <laughs> okay. And that's why she's so confused. <laughs> so she very was, confused. She's like, you're going to hang out with Joni again? Like, hey, Joni. Uh, hey. Yeah. Just told you she never listens to the podcast. In my head. Uh, okay. On today's show, friends, thank you for joining us here on this, the, the Ryla cast. Coming up here in just a little bit, we have a scintillating conversation uh, over the hotline. <sighs> the hotline. Up to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to hear from... Taryn Blackstock, mm. uh, a great conversation with her. Why are you acting surprised? We just did the the interview, well, and it went great. It did, it did, and it's great. like a really good interview that I think people should really listen to, this, especially younger alumni, right? Uh, that would be really interview. But no, if you want to feign surprise, no, it's, go for it. It's Josie. the beginning of the podcast, so I'm like, oh wow, I wonder who we're going to talk to. I don't. I already know who we talked to. We talked I to Taryn, too. and it was great. It was a really good conversation. So stay tuned for that. But first, Josie. Yes. Uh, we asked Taryn to select a word from the Big List Awards. Big List O words. Trademark. And she selected the word confidence. Confidence was her word. That's the phrase that pays is confidence. confidence. And so here to talk about confidence as it relates to leadership is your leader and mine, Andrew Josiatz. Well, thank you, Greg. You're welcome, Josie. Um, as your leader and mine, um, you're your own leader. My own leader. Uh, I am going to talk about confidence, and um, it's something. And I, I really enjoyed our conversation with Taryn um, about this topic, uh, and it brought to mind. Um, this is something that I've kind of struggled with, mm-hmm. and I think it's very. Um, I think it's a it's a it could be a difficult topic um, with leaders because <clears throat> as a leader you don't want to be overbearing and you don't want to mm-hmm. confuse overbearing with confidence and that reminds me of a of a, an attribute that I'd um, heard 
in one of the this very big, vague topic. I'll world. Big, vague world. Um, a quiet confidence. Mm. And that phrase has always kind of stuck out to me because quiet and confident um, don't immediately seem like they go together. They kind of seem at odds. Right. Like yeah. if you're quiet, how can you be confident? Right. Um, but it's really – they really go hand in hand, and this this quiet confidence is, I think, like the happy medium of um, the big overbearing leader and the diligent follower, mm-hmm. the servant leader. So um, I think confidence is really important when leading a team, especially if you have no idea what you're doing. But, yes, and I I realize that is at odds, um, but it. I think it's important to be honest and confident with your team and and the confident portion of saying, hey, I know we can do big things Mm -hmm. and I I need your help to get there. Like that vulnerability, um, you're still displaying that confidence. You're not this big leader. I think you get more – you get catch more uh, flies with honey Mm -hmm. if I can just keep stealing phrases. Use the carrot instead of the stick. Yeah, right. Of if you're that big overbearing leader and I'm confident I know exactly where we're going and what we're doing and we're going to do this and we're going to do it and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's important to yeah, have that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like there's – it's because I think confidence is often – I think loudness is often mistaken for confidence. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, I think volume is often mistaken. Like I'm not talking literal – I'm not talking like um, – you know, in, 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 in your mannerisms or things like that. I mean, like, literally being loud. Right. Literally turning up the decibels of your voice or, or your actions, so to speak, uh, is often misconstrued as confidence. Um, and that's not to say that there's not a place for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like the leaders that you find that are most respected and the ones, are, the, the ones that end up uh, being the ones that get the job done in a most effective in the most effective manner is probably the ones who are not reserved reserved is probably too strong a word but are um measured mm. measured is probably the word right right um that they're not out there telling you how confident they are they are instead showing you right it's show right. not tell right. i think that's an important an important aspect for this as well so um that's good well, thanks. Good job, Josie. Well done. Thank you, Greg. You know, a couple of podcasts back, uh, your uh, uh, the subject literally handed you um, the 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 talking points for the for the the the, the big segment by request. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't. It didn't happen this time. So I'm, I'm proud of you for well, doing it all by yourself. You had the confidence in yourself <sighs> at this to guy. do it. Come on, yeah. Woo. Woo! Anyway. <sighs> That's uh, something to think about. And now, a fantastic conversation. We caught up uh, with Taryn Blackstock. Made a, a, It was a uh, long-distance phone call. Long-distance. A long-distance phone call. Out of the Republic. That's true, up to, up to Oklahoma. We talked with Taryn Blackstock about her Rila story and all things going on in her world. Here's our conversation with Taryn Blackstock. If you stay with us on the RilaCast. Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. Let's go to the hotline. Oh, the hotline. Yes. The, the, the telephone hotline. Oh, yes. And we are going up north of the Red River. Oh, how far north? I don't ask me that question. I don't know the contours of Oklahoma 
uh, geography. But we are joined on the phone line by <laughs> – stop laughing at me. By, for, coming to us from Stillwater, Oklahoma, we are joined – by Taryn Blackstock. Hey! <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Hi, Taryn. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're great. How are things in beautiful, scenic, crime-free Stillwater, Oklahoma? They are actually pretty good. We've um, had a lot warmer weather, whereas a few weeks ago we were in the 20s. Yuck. So. <laughs> Yuck. All that sounds terrible, I've got to be honest. The 20s. <laughs> Not gonna. I'm, I'm, I, I don't do that. So, uh, we are bringing you on uh, for a number of reasons. One, because we adore you. But two, because we want to hear a little bit about your Ryla story. And so, Taryn, would you tell us your Ryla story? Yeah, of course. Um, I think to really get my Ryla story, um, I kind of have to dive a little into my personal story. If everybody's okay with that. Nope, nope, nope. This is a surface level <laughs> podcast and we are certainly not going to dig deep into anything. No, of course. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I actually moved the summer before my junior year of high school from California to Texas. Hmm. Um, and so that same year I had double knee surgery. I had a concussion. Um, just kind of a lot of physical and mental things going on in my life. Um, and then I had this one person in my life that just really kind of stuck with me through all of it. Um, and she was my athletic trainer, uh, Coach McNeil, and she told me about something called Ryla. And I was like, okay, a week where you take my phone away and I'm with a bunch of strangers, like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll just stay at home whatever with my family. Um, and so she just really pushed me to apply and I just didn't really feel prepared or feel qualified for it, but she just really instilled this confidence in me that I could go and that I could get something out of it. Um, and so I applied and then I got the call and I was just over the moon about it. All of a sudden just excited to kind of get out and try something new um, and maybe find my place and my people in Texas. Um, so I was a camper in 2015. And then I also got the opportunity to come back as an ACA in 2016, which for me was kind of scary to not even know what an ACA really was. Like I had seen those people up on stage acting crazy and I'm like, that's not me. I'm someone that kind of stays behind the scenes. I'm quiet. I'm cool. Um, just like to do work in the background. But Becca really just assured me that, no, this is where you're meant to be. I know you're going to be great at it. And I know you are going to learn and grow so much from this experience. And man, was she right. That year just really threw me for a loop and just took me in this whole different direction for my life. And um, for those that know the animals, um, I think that year really kind of brought out the lion in me. Um, and I'm really thankful for that because that's just really helped me a lot in my college career. And then I got to go back this past summer on staff um, with my sister, um, who is an AC this past year. And so that was a amazing opportunity to get to share that with her. That, that is a, that's a unique opportunity that not, that isn't available to a lot of people. Um, yeah. But speaking on your college career, so what are you doing now in Stillwater? Yeah, so I'm in my last semester of my bachelor's degree. 
um, which is in applied exercise science. Um, and then I actually will be starting physical therapy school at Texas Tech in Lubbock um, starting in May. So you're going from one guns up to another. Yes. Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I understand. Um, I don't mean the pry, but you can't start off a conversation by saying, yeah, I had double knee surgery and also a concussion without me asking the natural follow-up, which is, are you in fight club? No, but for some reason, I am just super unlucky when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, and both of those are from volleyball. Um, super random. But I still love it. I still play it for some odd reason. Um, and, yeah, I think I've just been really unlucky my whole life with breaking bones and Golly, stuff like that. That is uh, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to I'm going to be honest. You might be the one and only person who has ever discovered Ryla through tearing up both of your knees. <laughs> Yes, yeah. probably. <laughs> uh, I think so. Okay, so then, uh, you know, I, and I, I know we've got a lot of people who, who listen to this podcast who are, are maybe young alumni who may be still in college and, and things like that. And so I'm interested kind of from your – I think you've got a really unique perspective. Uh, how would you say that you use the things that you l took from Ryla, that you used, that you, that you learned from camp, that you learned from the Ryla program? How would you say that you use those in what is uh, your everyday life now? Yeah, I think overall, just kind of going to my word, um, not to spoil it, um, but confidence. I have been instilled this confidence from most Rylarians and like just the people around me that I've surrounded myself with in college as well. And I think that's just really helped me to not be afraid to apply for something I don't think I'm qualified for or to run for president of a club. And just like stepping outside of my comfort zone constantly has made my college experience so much greater than I could have ever imagined. Um, and then just on a, another level, I think facilitation, especially this past summer, most people don't want their problems solved for them. They kind of want to figure them out on their own. And so kind of learning how to ask the right questions and just be a really great listener and help them get to the answer on their own um, is a tool that I think really um, has been from Camp Ryla and especially just the activities with the campers. You don't want to reveal the secret to them and just tell them the answer. You want them to figure it out on their own and go through those trials and errors. And so they actually learn and will remember that experience. And so kind of dovetailing off of that, um, what are you, um, are, are you involved in things in, in school? Do you, do you, do you stay involved with, uh, with, with organizations up there in, in Stillwater or is it just, you know, nose of the grindstone studying? I have been way more involved than I thought I had time for. Hmm. Um, which I think being an ACA has helped me balance not actually knowing what I'm doing all the time and just jumping from one task to another. Um, I am in the pre-physical therapy club. I'm in a sorority. I have just been working on like community service hours um, as well as everything to do with physical therapy school and getting my application ready. Um, and so I've kind of been all over the place, but I definitely make sure I – carve out that specific time for studying and getting those good grades and preparing myself for school. So, um, 
like we do with all of our guests here on the Riley cast. Uh, now is the time that where we invite them to plug something that could be um, ways not to get injured or, or ways to get injured. I don't know how you roll. Um, maybe, maybe you're, you know, I don't know if you have, if you have, <laughs> if you have interesting ways of telling people to, uh, to, to injure their knees, but no, yeah. I'm sorry, go on. No, uh, or books, podcasts, movies, the floor is yours. Um, okay, so I have two things. Oh, gosh, <laughs> two <laughs> things. Okay. I will allow it. Two things. Fine, um, so one, I actually just bought these this weekend. Um, they're blue light glasses. Um, so for anyone that, as a student, studies a lot on their laptop hmm. um, or just, for like me, gets migraines and is super sensitive to the light, they were $20 for two of them on Amazon, <laughs> got them two days later, and I am in love with them and just have been using them all the time and have they've really helped me to prevent some migraines and just kind of be better at studying and looking at that screen for hours at a time. Well, okay, that's one. What's the other one? Now, yes. Like, first of all, well, now, don't get me wrong. It was a two-pack. It was a two-pack. Two two so two, yeah. Okay, well, what's the other one? So the other one, um, I actually started a blog a little while ago, oh, just kind oh. of being more vulnerable and, like, especially for those going into college or that are in college right now and just kind of like a deeper dive into what that looks like for me um, and how I've balanced my faith and my friendships and college and just kind of all the craziness that comes with this season. Um, it's I am Taryn dot home dot blog. I am Taryn T A R Y N N yes dot home dot blog. Okay. Correct. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Josie is actually awesome. I can tell you Josie's writing down the URL. I'm right writing now. down the URL. So <laughs> perfect. Um well Taryn, we really appreciate you taking a little bit of time to, to chat with us and uh thanks for being a uh, best of luck the the rest of the rest of the way up there in Stillwater and uh Yes, thank you. Uh, we can't wait to have you back on, on the right side of the Red River though. Yes. <laughs> very soon, very soon. Taryn Blackstock, everybody. Thanks, Yay! <laughs> And our thanks once again to Taryn Blackstock for being our guest, for taking a little bit of her evening to chat with us. She is hyper busy up there in Stillwater, and so... Um, she's got a lot going on. She has way too much going on. Okay, and the other thing is, because now she's off She's off the... Um, off phone. The, off hotline. the phone line. The hotline. Off the hotline. And so I feel like I can say this in confidence here to the podcast audience. <clears throat> The two knees, the two double knee surgery and the concussion. It's like imagine, imagine like moving states in high school, and then also, by the way, you're having double knee surgery and also you have a concussion. That's 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 a that's a bad time. That's traumatic. That feels like a lot. Yeah. So um, that's kind of amazing. And I'm going to be honest. She said she's not in Fight Club. Mm. How much do we? I don't her? think she. How confident are you in that low. in that answer? I'm very low confidence uh, level. I think that maybe she got it with something we can't talk about. Anyway, we appreciate Taryn Blackstock for being our guest here on this, the Rattlecast. And something we can talk about, if I can just steal you as you're breathing. Yeah. Is uh, something to leave you with. Uh huh. And with that, 
Here's Greg Tepper. Oh, well, thank you, Josie. I appreciate that award-winning intro. Hi, it's your friend Greg. Let's talk about confidence. And most importantly, the thing that I... Maybe my the greatest gift that my father gave me, okay? Okay. My dad has instilled a lot of values in me, right? Uh, do right by people. Be kind. Uh, things like that. Try your best. Mm-hmm. Have fun, you know... Things like that, all these things. The number one thing that he taught me goes back to Savannah, Georgia. Mm. We were living in Atlanta, and we, my mom, because she's a basic white girl, wanted to go on a family trip to Savannah. Because if you know anything about Savannah, it is just like out. It, was, it is like something that. Chip and Joanna Gaines threw up. And so we went to Savannah, to Savannah, Georgia. And they have a baseball team down Mm. in Savannah. It's a minor league baseball team. I sure hope they still exist. I'm going to Google real quick. Do you know what their name is? Does it have to do with a banana? It does not. They are the Savannah. They own a were. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are they gone? Oh, I really hope not. Anyway, when did they... uh, uh, they purchased them. Are as, they gone? As you can tell, everyone, we do extensive research That's too here s- on the Oh, no. Oh, relocated to Columbia, South Carolina to become the Columbia Fireflies. That's and that's not good because they had an awesome name. They were the Savannah Sand Nats. The Savannah Sand Nats. The Savannah Sand Nats, Josie. And in Savannah, they played baseball at Grayson Stadium. It's a historic stadium down there. Babe Ruth once played at Grayson, uh, Grayson Stadium in Savannah. And uh, we went to this game because we finally had to do something that was actually cool instead of just walking around Savannah, which is just like, again, something out of HGTV. Anyway, so we go to this baseball game. And there's only about 500 people there or something like that because, again, it's a minor league baseball team in Savannah. And, but out in that historic Grayson Stadium, they had some left field stands, some stands down in, in, in the outfield. Mm-hmm. But there was, they were closed off. There was nobody sitting there. And, uh, and I will tell you that my dad said, uh, but those are, I believe, I may be misremembering something, but pretty sure Babe Ruth hit a home run into those, into those stands, right? Pretty cool being somewhere that Babe Ruth hit a home run. Right. And so my dad said, let's go out there. And I said, but dad, look, there's yellow tape. You're not supposed to go out there and go. <laughs> and he walked out. We walked out there and we sat there for about an inning. We were the only people out there until a cop came and brought us back and said, you can't be out here. And my dad turned to me and told me the most important lesson he's ever told me, which is, the only thing as good as knowing what you're doing is acting like you know what you're doing. Okay? Mm. Because acting like you know what you're doing will get you so far, guys. Okay? And especially, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Taryn was our guest for this one, right? Because this is a lesson. I hope that her, her young alumni peers are listening to this. Because this is a lesson that you can absolutely take to the bank. Guys, if you go into things with confidence, even if it's fake confidence... I promise you that's going to open more doors than you're going to, you're going to know. 90% of people are just faking it, guys. Mm-hmm. I promise you. We're all just trying to get by. Almost none of us know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing here on this podcast. I don't know. As you probably can tell, you're listening to this. But acting like you know what you're doing, 
showing the people will not you're not fooling them what you're and you're not i don't think you're being dishonest what you're doing is you're going out there and you are projecting confidence because for the betterment of uh the the goal uh, and that type of confidence going in and acting like you know what you're doing right sometimes that you you hear the fake it to make fake it until you make it type yep. thing that is so stinking true mm-hmm. it really is if you are ever lacking in confidence and you just go in there and act confident i promise you nobody's going to be able to tell the difference nobody's good enough nobody can sniff that out so i had a whole article pulled up about fake confidence and 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 here are six ways to fake it including adjusting your body language your tone of voice making eye contact etc cetera, etc cetera, right dressing in a way that makes you feel good all of those things are true Right. But more importantly, just remember deep in your heart that they don't know Mm -hmm. that you're not confident. Okay. They don't know it across the table. They're just seeing confidence. All they're seeing is the result. They're not seeing the process going on inside of you. So anyway, it's my stories from Savannah, Georgia, and it all ties back to my league baseball per usual here on this podcast. Well, and um, thank you. That was a really good something to leave you with. And also for the Ryla tie-in for Savannah, the Savannah Bananas. Do they have a – what is that? They have a baseball team, and the reason I follow the Savannah Bananas they are. is a shout-out to – And they play at Grayson Stadium now. Michael Williams, Rylarian from a year that I can't think of right now. Um, and we'll see if he listens. The Savannah Bananas. Yeah, they play at Grayson Stadium now, um, and they play in the uh, in the Coastal Plain League. That's interesting. Oh, pretty good okay. little baseball player. Yeah, okay. The Williams. Savannah Bananas. Also, I'm looking at this. You're never going to believe this, but they wear yellow uniforms. What? And uh, I'm going to need one of these hats. <laughs> I'm definitely going to need one of these hats. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you to Taryn Blackstock for being our guest here on uh, the Rylacast. Uh, if you like this podcast, or, you know, fake it if you don't, mm-hmm. um, give us a rating and uh, subscribe and tell a friend. And here with the antiquated way to tell a friend about this podcast is Josie. Yes, and go ahead and just find the nearest yellow tape. Uh, just dick un- duck, duck under that uh, yellow tape and write on a piece of paper to listen to the Rylacast and put it under a rock for the next person. Because the find. yellow tape is going to catch your attention. The yellow tape is going to catch your attention. You're going to be like, what is, that? What, man, what is that? People, man, what is that? Listen to the Rylacast. What a gift. Yeah. Thank you, Rock. I appreciate that. Thanks to Taryn Blackstock for being our guest. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. See you next time. Rylacast. Rylacast.